You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> I'm Kyler Bingham, and you're listening to the Salt Lake Dirt Podcast. On today's show, we're covering the Los Angeles Greek Film Festival, which runs through May 30th. So you still have time to buy a pass um, and, and screen these incredible films at home. And I, this was a festival I had not been aware of until recently. Uh, a friend of mine pointed it out, and I'm so glad she did because everything I've seen so far has been outstanding. And um, this is definitely a festival I'm going to come back to, and I would love to visit in person in the future. But today we're, we're, we're talking to the filmmaker of the film Witchin, which was, uh, it's, a, it's an incredible satire. And uh, from the, the festival guide, it, it was one of the things that, that drew me in immediately. So I, I knew I had to talk to her. Um, we have Christina Diamantera, who, who made the film. And um, she talks all about it, and it was a really fun conversation. Um, I'm really excited to have her on because, based off this film, I'm I'm, I'm positive she's going to have an incredible career. So I'm so looking forward to seeing future work from her. Also, on a side note, I'm going to put a link to a, a lighting tutorial. That's pretty cool. Alicia Robbins, who uh, she DPs on Grey's Anatomy. Um, she just recently put up something that shows you how she lights an episode. So I thought that was really cool, and I wanted to share that. So uh, that is in the description here. And let's go ahead and talk to Christina Diamantera and make sure you check out the Los Angeles Greek Film Festival, especially her film, Witchin. <laughs> This was one, Witchin was one that kind of grabbed my eye when I was going through the catalog. So it was uh, one of the first ones I had the chance to see and I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, Christina. This is a real treat to, to talk with you today. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's great to talk with you too. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I guess like, uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil anything about the film for anyone, but so I mean I I I've always kind of drawn to to satire, and I guess I don't want to categorize anything without talking to the filmmaker first. So maybe you could just talk briefly about um, the the film itself and uh, kind of how the concept came to you, and um, and then we can go from there. Um, cool. Yeah, this is a, a story. It's a short film, and it's basically the story of a young student witch who has to do this potion assignment for her class, for the Witch Academy, uh, but she needs a special ingredient uh, that is called the Big Dick Energy. And it's this notorious ingredient uh, that the witches are going after. Um, and so she has to travel to the world of humans and find a human man uh, who possesses that ingredient and try to get it from him in order to validate herself, prove herself, and make this potion assignment. Um, and thank you for calling it a satire. Yes, because it's 100% that uh, <laughs> the, the, the inspiration came basically from this vacation I took to one of my favorite Greek islands, Samothraki, which is um, it's a place uh, that has, uh, it's basically a big mountain and 
in the mountain, there are a lot of waterfalls and trees and a great kind of like dark Disney forest. So a lot of people who go there are um, more on the playing more with hippie tropes and witch tropes and energies and people collect bones and it has all that kind of psychedelic uh, playfulness. Uh, so that was basically the general inspiration for the world because uh, the film takes place in a forest and has witches and it has uh, hippie elements into it as well. Um, and while I was there, I heard about this viral uh, hashtag on Instagram that's called the Big Dick Energy. Um, which basically is another way to speak about confidence, to say that confidence um, is basically that. And I found it interesting. Um, it's definitely a funny thing to say, but at the same time, I think it kind of uh, has a something a little dangerous in its message because it essentially uh, not only does it create a very weird confidence standard for men, but it also kind of alludes to the fact that confidence is more of a male kind of thing. Uh, so I thought it'd be funny to take that and use it as an actual thing that you have to go and get from someone and in that way highlight the absurdity of some of these things and some of these notions that I think are in society. So yeah, definitely with a satirical um, attitude, I tried to approach this. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, exactly what you just said. I mean, it was really, it was really funny, but then it, it would also like it gave you pause for thought, and, and um, it, it definitely um, had some very strong um, moments. I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to ask about the the actors that you ha had in the film because um, you ha you had so many amazing. Um, actors in it and for for sh a short film I, I don't typically see that as often um, but you had like you had a really incredible cast um, on this project so maybe um, just talk about how you how you were able to find these folks and and get them involved in the project definitely I was super lucky uh, in two ways first of all uh, not only did I have an amazing casting director, Jamie Gallier, uh, she's just perfect. Um, she really captures the essence of a project and she's able to really like all her recommendations were just super, super solid, super fun. Uh, and we had a big cast as well. And we were able to bring all these actors in uh, some smaller characters even last minute. Uh, and then on the other hand, the project is a thesis, my thesis project from uh, coming out of the American Film Institute. And AFI has this um, contract with SAG where uh, they're able to bring actors into our projects. Um, so we were able to, to have access to this huge pool of amazing talent uh, that usually you don't find in student projects with lower budget. Uh, so I was already super, super lucky. Um, and then I think that uh, everyone who came in was uh, really vibing with the project and really uh, having fun with it and saw it as a fun uh, thing to, to jump on. Um, we had we had a lot of fun in like the costumes uh, for the actors, all, all the discussions about uh, all the bizarre interactions and all the different ways we could play with scenes. Um, so we had a lot of fun, and I, I'm I'm hoping that that was part of what made them want to be part of the project. And at the same time, I would just 
kept getting great, great results from everyone. Like I was on the set, not being able to control my laughing from watching performers just have a lot of fun with their characters. Yeah, that's great. No, it, did, it definitely had, it was one of the more unique films, um, the short films that I've seen. And I've been, I've been doing a lot of the, uh, the online festivals this season. Um, and so I'm, I had the chance to watch a lot more short films than I usually do when I'm mm -hmm. in person. So that's been a really cool uh, opportunity that now I, it's kind of shifted my focus a bit. And I'm, I'm definitely on, you know, the, like trying to find as many f short films as possible because they, they open up, you know, there, there's so many different things you can do with it. And I, I mean, I'm yeah, not, not articulating it well, but yeah, it's just, you can go in way different directions that, you know, you, in a full length narrative, it just, um, you know, it may work, but I think you could, you could just really, create something powerful in a short period of time um, on, on on film. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm glad you say that as well, because I think uh, definitely part of the whole pandemic uh, process of festivals has had a negative impact, of course, um, to all of us and to not being able to watch our films and theaters and stuff. But at the same time, we're able to reach a lot of people that mm. we wouldn't be able to otherwise. And uh, it's great for us as well that uh, people like you are able to see those films and talk about them. Yeah, totally. I did. Um, I'm just kind of, I, so I live in, I live in Salt Lake city, Utah. And so I go to, we, I cover uh, Sundance and slam dance every year. And I saw, you know, they, they always run a, you know, just like most festivals, they run a, sh a short before uh, the film, but I just, I, I was able to kind of focus one full day and just watch short films. So I just saw so many, incredible films from people all over the world so you know i was i was able to see uh, films out of israel um and, and different places that i would not normally yeah um you know it, it, it's harder to find yet to intentionally want want to go there so you know meeting some incredible people from all over the world and yeah they, they were super disappointed that they couldn't be in person and that's you know that's completely valid but but the the audience you don't get to see them but the audience is exponentially bigger, which is got to be a very cool thing, especially for um, someone kind of, you know, newer, um, you know, you, you coming into film and that's got to be such a, such an awesome thing. So maybe you could talk about um, the, the, the LA Greek F festival specifically and just uh, it's been going on um, for, for a bit now. So maybe your experience so far with it, this is the first time I've covered the Greek festival. And um, it was one I hadn't been, it wasn't really on, on my radar. Um, and it's been just such a, such a treat, like really, really great stuff is coming out of it that I, I'm kind of blown away. So um, how yep. your experience with it and what, what brought you to submitting um, to the festival specifically? Um, so I'm Greek and uh, ever since I, I've been in Los Angeles for about four years now and uh, ever since I was here, um, I was very fortunate to get to meet people from the Greek festival um, and, um, and for, for us Greeks especially, uh, being very far away from Greece, it, um, it's just a very beautiful um, supporting um, vibe that the festival creates for us because we're able to meet other Greeks, talk about Greek films. Uh, we are able to also catch up to what is happening to Greece right now and watch all these cool films that uh, Greece 
a lot of Greek films wouldn't have a district uh, on like an international distribution, uh, especially here probably. But we're able to see those films through the festival, and I still get to see the work of friends of mine and people that I know back in Greece, and I'm able to see it through the festival. And we've always uh, participated in there. I've been there yeah, ever since I'm in LA. I've been going every year to the festival. Um, which always uh, has a very fun, also very fun panels and very fun uh, discussions and webinars, seminars with producers. And there are just a lot of actions that the festival does. It's uh, really not a small scale kind of festival that only plays a couple of films, but they're able to expand a lot more, which is great. And um, so I knew I was, I was for sure it was part of my list um, a festival that I was going to apply to and I was very happy to get in and um, and yeah we've been having even now like this year and even if it's through Zoom we've been having we just had a Q&A yesterday with a lot of filmmakers from Greece which was again great for me to get to talk with other peers of mine who are back home um, and yeah, I think um, you saw, was there any particular film that you watched? Did you watch any of the features that you yeah. enjoyed? Yeah, so I'm kind of, uh, for the, I'm going to, I'm trying to watch at least one a night and then this weekend I'm going to hit it hard before it goes away. But one that stood out to me that I was just completely blown away with was a documentary called uh, My Rumbetica Blues. I don't know if you've had the chance to see that one. That one or... I have I know I think I haven't that one was that one was incredible and it was um so the filmmakers she's she's out of Australia but her uh, family is um from like her parents are from Greece and so it's all it's all about the that form of music that I had no knowledge of at all before mm-hmm. um and it was um you know incredible stuff and just how I don't yeah so I I'm a high school teacher by day and I've been playing <laughs> the music in my classroom and my students are like, well, like, what is this? Because it's, it's so, you know, it sounds familiar, but it's so different. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of, it's hard to put my finger on it. But I'm like, this is incredible stuff. And then, um, the the percussionist from um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds is in it. So he, you know, he was, he's in it because he, um, trying to, you know reclaim his roots or whatever but he he's you know and he has these jam sessions with these older gentlemen and um so that one really that one really stood out to me as far as um features go i i am looking forward to another one i forget what it's called exactly it's i think it might be the other athenians or the lost athenians and it's about stray stray dogs in athens so that one i'm gonna watch that one tonight that one looks really cool and i'm a huge dog person so um but yeah how how about you anything um you know narrative or documentary or 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 shorts anything that's really caught your eye uh on on this round of uh the festival speaking of documentaries um i forget the title i think it's called seven minutes to soul uh something like that and it's about uh this uh racer or this marathon that was an actual uh it's an actual replication of the original marathon that uh this ancient Greek had to run in order to go from the town of marathon to athens Mm -hmm. and tell people that these uh that uh, you know enemies were coming or approaching 
Um, maybe I'm screwing up Greek history oh. right now. <laughs> I'll put the links to these because I'm I'm sure I'm gonna mess up names too. But like I'll some of these I like to put in recommendations, so I'll link all these awesome. um, so people know the, you know the title and and uh, can find more info on those. Um, and it also and uh, it's basically um, years later, so in around 1900s, uh, early 90 or late 1800s, uh, they did this marathon again. Uh, and the person who won was someone they did not expect was going to win because he wasn't one of the top contenders. Mm -hmm. So there's been a whole like, speculation and myth around his name that basically the documentary is trying to make another experiment today and see what was the truth. So that was super interesting because it combined also like the historical context and then at the same time, uh, it really made it a very catchy, you know, subject of discussion. And from features, I definitely love the ballad of, um, of, a, of a heart, but I don't know how... It sounds familiar. I'm trying to look through my list right now. It's from Economides, uh, Ballad of a Peer for a Pierced Heart. Okay. Which is uh, by Yanis Economides, who is uh, one of my favorite Greek uh, directors of the past years. Uh, he's been doing some amazing stuff, very groundbreaking uh, work for Greek cinema and very special and unique. Um, and again, it just kind of, it takes us to the world of like, um, underground, um, mobsters in Greece, which hasn't been seen so much in right. the lens that he does, because he takes a very realistic point of view to that. Um, so those were probably the ones that stuck out the most for me, but there were definitely a lot more. And yeah, no, it's kind of like when you're on the spot, it's hard to remember. Um, but there's so, there's so many, like what you said earlier about, about this, I, you know, someone reached out to me to to do some coverage of this, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I, I thought it would be very small, like like I could watch everything, and I'm I just I I I can't I can't I don't have the I don't have the time to watch everything, and it's frustrating because there's so many, you know, interesting looking films, um, that it's just incredible in, in, incredible. So, um, oh, maybe maybe we could talk a bit about um, so. I always love talking to filmmakers and, and like, you know, how, how they kind of came to film and what uh, when it was like they, the first interest sparked and like, you know, films that they saw when they were young that had a lasting impact on them. That was like, this is something I want to do or what kind of led you down the path to come um, to L.A. and and go to school and pursue this. So um, seriously. Um, yes, it's been a combination of things for sure. Um, the first time I. I wanted, I said that I want to be a filmmaker, actually specifically a director was when I was very little. I was like eight years old and I read this book about, uh, that had different topics of discussion and kind of presented them in a funny way for kids. And it was one of these uh, books uh, was about cinema and filmmaking. And at the end of the book, it had this little sketch drawing of a very old fashioned tyrannical director with like, the big cone and the that, like boots and like a whip. And for some reason, <laughs> which I was embarrassed about, that image was like connecting with me. And I was like, that. like I want to be a director, sure. <laughs> that was the first time I kind of uh, came. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after that, I was 
I was just watching a lot of uh, films kind of more consciously, like act, like actually, okay, I want to educate myself on this and see if it's actually something I want to do. And um, the first filmmaker that I fell in love with was Woody Allen because I felt very connected to all of the the type of material that he makes, and I still do. Um, the, his thought process and how he's able to blend funny with serious and philosophical and interesting. Um, that's very, uh, speaks a lot to me. Um, and then throughout the years, I was just contemplating, like uh, always just tipping my toe into it a little bit, maybe doing a little project, then maybe being like, okay, I don't know if I definitely want to do this, just not being 100% sure because especially in Greece back then, which is a little bit before now, um, there wasn't so, it was before Lanthimos who made a, brought a huge revolution to Greek cinema. Uh, so it was still considered not a real occupation and not something that you would want to do. Um, so I decided I'd rather uh, study uh, something different first um and get a little more time for me to think about it if i actually want to do this uh, and i studied ended up studying linguistics for my first degree um and after that i i was still even at school i was making projects whenever we had a video assignment for one of our classes I was like yeah i'm gonna do the video assignment like i'm gonna play with that again and then i just uh after that i was like okay this is still something that i want to do i've been wanting to do this forever so I'm just going to keep uh, going towards and doing some seminars, doing some work, doing some shorts, um, working in a production company. And after that, uh, I thought, OK, I, I felt like it was going to be OK, a good for me to actually get a degree on it and actually study it. Um, but I was also a little bit not in the bachelor's uh, college degree stage yet because I had some experience. So. I saw that the American Film Institute is a master's program and it's a lot more uh, hands-on and a lot more uh, kind of uh, in a deeper level or in a higher level. Um, and um, and then when I got in, I was like, uh, sure, like I wanna, uh, I definitely wanna do this and I do wanna see uh, what LA can give to me in terms of like, more experience and in terms of learning more and more about the industry and not being, um, you know, not being closed to only the industry of one country. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I think, all of the um, journey that I've so far and been feeling very, very lucky as well to be supported by those around me, my family and everyone. Very cool. Um, so, so in LA, so when did you, are you, are you still in the program or, or have you, this was your thesis project. So you, are you, are you finished up now? Yes, I've uh, graduated. It's been a year. It's the whole pandemic year. Right. That's what, it, what it, I was kind of getting at. I was wondering if that like kind of messed up everything, um, you know, as far as finishing up or did that open up new opportunities or, you know, just is kind of threw us all in a tailspin in, in certain respects. No, definitely an interesting time to to just graduate. But I think anyone, everyone is it's been an interesting time for them that this thing has occurred. Like I'm thinking about people who came to study now at AFI or came this last year, and now they're during the program and they've had all these difficulties because of it. Um, 
so yeah for all of us i think definitely uh, it's been a weird uh year but uh, i was lucky enough to get to um, uh, find a job as a voice director uh right before the pandemic hit um i've been working for horseless cowboy uh, they're an la-based production company and um We've been they've been working on all kinds of uh, voice capturing projects like animation and video games and I've been doing a lot of dubbing for for Netflix shows and they were were able to make it work remotely so that's been great I mean great and weird at the same time I'm with my headphones all day long and <laughs> voices in my head yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely been fun to be able to work with actors every day and keep being creative in that sense during the whole year and then in a way for a lot of us it's been been also the good thing that we've had more time to develop projects Mm -hmm. more on development because we always want to work on scripts and there's never enough time right Uh, definitely we at least got a little bit of that time for now yeah I, i i'm curious to see what will come like in the next year or two like all the creative energy that um you know that you know i've talked to a lot of people filmmakers and and novelists and and you know a lot of people initially they they almost kind of froze and it was like they they couldn't they couldn't do anything um and then other people i talked to were just like writing 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 and all these ideas so it was almost like like a like a switch got flipped and they could just do all the stuff so that you know very very cool so i think there's going to be some you know definitely yeah. some good stuff that's coming out in the next in the next couple of years at least i hope so yeah me too definitely more time for development i think equals better projects generally um but then i definitely relate to the fact that it's a pandemic it's, it's this kind of pandemic that is not very cinematic or this <laughs> situation that is hard to be inspired by because for the most part you don't have a lot of stimulations um but if you've had projects already that you wanted to work on then 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 you would have a little more then it could you could see it as something potentially beneficial for you in a sense but yeah i'm excited to see a lot of stuff as well what's gonna be out yeah it should be very cool um, okay. Well, th- thank you so much for, for chatting with me today. This was, this was great. I'm going to, um, I'm actually going to put this one up since the festival is going on right now. I'm going to get this one up, um, tomorrow night, um, Thursday. So that way it'll, it'll give people a chance if they haven't heard of the LA Greek festival, um, film festival, they'll have a chance to, you know, check out your f- film this weekend, as well as, you know, countless other incredible, um, awesome. works from Greek filmmakers and, um, such a such a great festival and i like i said i, lo- I loved your film it was uh it's definitely going to last with me and, and i'm i'm definitely keeping an eye out for you um and your work in the future i'm so glad i'm so glad to hear you say that I'm pre- i wish i could i was going to come to utah this weekend because i was playing in a in film quest in provo oh wow but i'm, pro- I'm not it doesn't look like i'm gonna make it unfortunately yes. oh wow well look, anytime you're here look me up yeah. Um, Provo is not very far from me. So yeah, look, look me up. I'll show you the sites. I want to visit you for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So, um, and then if you ever like, you know, if you ever get the chance to come to Sundance, it's a, you know, incredible experience and, you know, you meet so many uh, amazing filmmakers from all over the world and it's just like, you know, it's Sundance, it's huge. And so it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's iconic. It's one of those things that 
you definitely have to see if you've if you've never been there before. And slam dance. Slam dance. I always kind of gravitate towards. Have you been? Have you been to either of the festivals before? I don't want to assume that you haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> No, yeah, I haven't. But I really want, like, uh, yeah, at least, you know, be able to come in and check it out, especially Sundance, because I always feel like my favorite kind of stuff comes out from there. So, yeah, same here. I always like, I cover both at the same time, and I always end up watching more slam dance films. I always like, and then I meet, and then everything is just much, much more um, accessible, and it's like, it's all in one, one small hotel there and it's just a it's an incredible environment so i can't wait for it to come as far as i i don't know if i've heard about slam dance yet but i know sundance they're it's going to be in person in this coming january so um awesome. so that'll be nice but yeah but thank you yeah thank you and um definitely um look me up if you're ever in utah because um that that thrills me that you even had plans to come here because so many people they're like where where's you that's in the midwest right that's for that's oh i really want to yeah it's great it's not, you know it's not that far i used to live in um so i grew up here but i used to live in long beach california and mm -hmm. i've done that drive i mean flying is great it's quick uh but i've done that drive so many times that it's it's you know it's about a ten, I mean, ten honestly, if you're american i don't think you should say something bad about that commute because i feel like <laughs> americans do that for like a two-day trip yeah do that yeah no totally i mean it's like it, 10 hours i you know if you leave it's not nothing <laughs> nothing yeah <laughs> we complain if you haven't noticed we're we're complainers out here <laughs> in america so <laughs> things are putting up with us that's a whole other topic we could we could go into that day you know maybe maybe off the record but um to meet you and thank you so much for having me and, absolutely and yeah thank you so much and i'll um i'll i'll be in touch and like i said i'm gonna follow your career and i i have um good feelings about this so. have other stuff featured and oh, absolutely no, no 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 absolutely i, I love i love the film and i'm i'm yeah any anything Anything you need, reach out to me, and I, I, I'd love to put any of your stuff out there. This was, this was a very enjoyable conversation, so I'd love to have you on again in the future. Here, thank you so, so much. Great. Okay, you have a good night. Bye. You too, Kyler.